0: Let's dive in now. Welcome back, Savvy Souls. Today, I'm going to throw something a little bit unusual today in terms of the way I think about stuff. The idea for this episode came from me kind of free associating to completely unrelated things when I was journaling this morning. And the connection between those things became, I don't know if I'd say apparent, but I suddenly thought of this connection between those things I wanted to talk to you about. It feels like half the time I'm in a bit of a transported zone. I'm outside, I'm walking around in nature, or I'm doing art, or I'm looking at the stars, or I'm talking to a client and I'm seeing the spark in them that I can kind of feel when I talk to them. And when I'm doing that, I'm feeling a flow and a connection, an amazement, a wonder. I'm in the goodness of it all. I'm into the goodness of people as a whole. And then the other half of the time, I'm more into the world of what I could call complex human behavior, my own behavior and other people's. My constantly spinning kind of negative mind and thoughts and worries and anxieties, or my clients struggling, or just the bizarre human behavior we see online, or politicians, celebrities, stories in the news, all the things that we see happening out in the world. I'm particularly interested in lying and deception on the human side of things. And especially in the how and why it happens, how to tell when it's happening when someone's lying and what it means about the people who are trying to deceive us. So lately I've been fascinated with George Santos. Yeah, I'm a Canadian. But for some reason, I'm strangely fascinated with this U.S. Republican representative for New York's third, I think, congressional district. And not, definitely not because politics matter to me, especially U.S. politics. These particular politics, the career of George Santos, couldn't be less relevant to me but I'm interested because this guy lies about everything. A New York publication popped up online for me listed every single lie Mr. Santos has told in an article that was published February 10th a few days ago. Some of his lies include, he said he went to Horace Mann High School in the Bronx. He didn't. He said he got a degree in economics and finance from Baruch College in 2010. He didn't. He said he worked for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. They have no record of him ever working there. He said he found an animal charity and saved 2,500 dogs and cats. But instead, he cashed checks for his personal use, and he didn't do that work at all. He said that he raised funds to help a disabled army vet to pay for a life-saving surgery for the army vet's dog, but then he didn't give the guy the money. He kept it himself. He said his mom died in the World Trade Center on 9-11, but she was actually in Brazil at the time. He said his grandma was a Holocaust victim. She wasn't. He said he was Jewish. He isn't. He said he lost four employees at a nightclub shooting. He didn't. And it goes on and on, like the most extreme lies ever, just on and on. So I'm fascinated with the extent of his lies. And I'm fascinated now with his unwillingness to see anything wrong with Any of this, any of this. It's kind of like, yeah, like I embellished my resume a little bit. That's kind of how he explains it. There's absolutely no embarrassment and there's no reckoning. It's probably fair to assume George Santos is a compulsive liar. Hey, I'm not a therapist, so I have no idea what's actually involved, what it actually feels like to be a chronic liar. What I imagine is that there's a real world out there. There's what actually happens, but the compulsive liar quickly transforms it into what he wants to have happened. He develops a habit of doing that. He wants it to be true so badly that it becomes true, and he repeats that false story often, and it becomes true in his mind. It becomes the truth. He can tell the lie without embarrassment because it's become true to him. Anyway, this is totally what I imagine happening. I don't know if it's actually what happens, but that's kind of how I'm viewing it as I do this episode. I had a close friend once, and it took me several years to discover that she was a chronic liar. She lied, as it turned out, regularly about pretty much everything. I started to get suspicious after she started to make too many contradictions too many things that conflicted with other things that she said earlier, things that didn't hang together. Just on the whole, too many things that didn't make sense. One time we all went out for dinner after I started to get suspicious about what she said. And she's told a long story about some interaction with her mother-in-law that her husband had been present for. Her husband was sitting there and his mouth started to drop open. And then he called her out in front of all of us. He was saying hey, you know, Elizabeth, that's not her name. He said, that's just not true. Mom didn't say anything like that. And I kind of watched my friend's face. She didn't get embarrassed or defensive. What she did look was confused. She just got this look of confusion. And I realized in that moment, oh my God, she actually starts telling this stuff and believes it, even though it's not true. She can't even tell when she's lying anymore. She just thinks it's true. I eventually learned that most of what she shared with me was completely made up, had never happened at all. And there was never really a discernible motive for her lies, except that possibly she wanted to tell a good story that was entertaining. So I've been trying to figure out what draws me so much to learn about lying and deception and to be so fascinated by these people who lie, to want to understand how and why people lie. I think that as as I was journaling this morning, I landed on a bit of why I'm so interested. By the way, this journaling thing is a really great thing to do. The way I do it is it's something I learned from the artist's way. It's called the morning pages. And I just journal stream of consciousness, whatever goes through my mind. And like this morning, I find that random ideas come up and I start to see a connection that I never would have put together if I hadn't journaled. So I just wanted to throw that in here because this episode is coming from that kind of random connection that I see from the journaling lets me see how my mind works and helps me uncover cool connections and ideas. So it's something I highly recommend you try out. Anyway, I digress. So as I was journaling, I asked myself, if I'm so interested in lying people, is it because I see myself in these liars? Now, why was I asking this question? just to stop here for a minute, I do view myself as a person devoted to honesty, but yet I also know as a coach and somebody who studies human psychology that when we look at people, either because we admire them or we're jealous of them or we're judging them or we dislike them, there's usually something of us we're seeing in them. So for that reason, I asked myself, Where is the liar in me? Where am I telling stories that aren't true? And the answer I came up with is that nothing I say really actually represents the truth. What I say is never a deliberate lie. It's just never the truth either. And that's also true for you, by the way. So here's what I mean. There's the world out there. And the compulsive liar looks at that world through the filter of her mind. She transforms that world in her mind to what she wants it to be. And that becomes the world to her. And that's what she tells the people around her. And that's what drives her interactions with it. This world that she's created in her mind through the filter of her mind but when you think about it, all of us are like that. We're all filters. There are a thousand things out there at any moment to notice, smell, see, touch. We can't, and we don't take it all in. We look for what we want to see, what interests us, what feels worthy of our attention, and that's what we notice. We select a few things, and we discard everything else, and that is, filter becomes our world that's what we share it's what guides our interactions with others that's also by the way why witnesses are not very reliable when a witness sees something they notice a few things and not others and then later they remember what they noticed and that becomes the story that becomes the reality in their mind it's as if all the information they screened out didn't happen. And when they remember the event and someone asks them a question, they round out the details with things that they might not have noticed that didn't happen. And they're actually not lying on purpose. I think what happens is our brains take what we remember and then just randomly fill in the rest. So we have a full picture in our mind. And we don't even realize we're doing it. You may have even noticed this yourself. Let's say you had a heated discussion, a fight with your brother when you were a teenager. And now as an adult, you have a conversation with your brother. And he remembers that conversation too. Except that he remembers it completely differently than you do. Both of you sure that your sibling has a bad Memory. You can't understand why they can't remember what you clearly know happened. And they're thinking the exact same thing about you. I bet that's happened to you. Somebody shared an experience with you and they just remember it totally differently than you do. That's because your memories have both supplemented the facts with your own things. And though your own story has become what you think actually happened. The truth is, neither of you have it exactly right. In some ways, what you're each remembering is a lie. So why, savvy souls, am I going on and on and on about lying today? Because you, me, and all of us, we make up the world we're experiencing. What goes on in our mind has only a tenuous link to reality. There's the world out there. Then there's the filter. Which is our mind, what we pay attention to, what we ignore, what we focus on, what we forget. Our mind is the filter, and we see only what we let enter inside of us. And that's what becomes our reality. The reason all of this came up for me this morning was after I wrote in my journal about my obsession with liars like George Santos, and I wondered how I might be lying. Then I didn't really answer that. I switched to an unrelated subject first. That came from the wonder and awe part of my brain. So yesterday I took my dogs for a walk walk along the country road where I live. And we walked by my neighbor's farmer's field. And it's February in Ontario, in Canada. And it's usually pretty cold in February, but right now it's unusually warm were well above freezing during the day, but slightly below freezing at night. It rained a lot last week, and there's a stream from all the runoff in the ditch. Parts of the stream freeze overnight. Yesterday, I decided, yeah, I want to just be fully present on this walk, so that means I didn't listen to podcasts or music, and I just focused on what was around me and suddenly I got interested in the ditch and I went over to the ditch and I was attracted by the ice and I examined it carefully and I discovered the most beautiful patterns etched along the stream in the frozen water in the ditch and you know being the artist that I am I was mesmerized I took photos and once again, I was struck by the surprising beauty that nature delivers when you stop to take it in. Gorgeous, gorgeous patterns like a symphony. I'd never stopped to at these things before. I hadn't noticed the artwork in the ditch before. My mind just wasn't focused on that before. I was thinking about something else seeing something else. So the artwork in the ditch didn't exist for me before. If I were describing my walk yesterday, though, I would talk mostly about the beautiful ice patterns that I saw. And someone else doing the same walk would definitely talk about something else, something completely different. They'd have experienced the same world as me, but our experience of that world would be different. So, Savvy Souls, this is probably the longest possible way I could make the simple point I want you to take away today. Where you turn your attention matters. Not a little bit, a lot. What you pay attention to is everything because that's what becomes your reality. There's so much potential in this thing that I'm asking you to notice. So much possibility in it. Because you are the filter savvy souls. You can make intentional choices about what you pay attention to and what you don't pay attention to. Every day by choosing what to pay attention to, you're actually creating your world. So, If life doesn't feel so great right now, ask yourself, what facts am I focusing on and what things am I ignoring? Like the compulsive liar examples, your brain is creating your experience of life. Your brain is creating your reality. It's noticing things that reinforce the story that you're telling yourself. If you're feeling down, you're likely thinking about things that are going wrong. You might be running through a list in your mind of all the things you've tried that haven't worked out, the things your ex said were wrong with you, the criticisms your boss made. If you're feeling anxious, confused, uncertain about what to do next, you're likely thinking about what might go wrong if you decide this and not that. Or you're gathering evidence about why it won't work. If you're feeling satisfied, you're likely thinking about the things, places, times, experiences you appreciate, the things you're grateful for, the things you've accomplished, the things you're proud of. If you're feeling optimistic, you're likely imagining things working out in a positive way, Are you imagining the thrill of the experience regardless of whether you fail or succeed and so on? And each time you're gathering evidence that will bolster your truth. So that's how the filter in your mind is creating your reality. I could go on, I guess, for hours describing all the ways that we feel because of what we choose to pay attention to what facts we choose to notice and what we what things we don't dwell on so think about it this way savvy souls what feels true to you your life is just one version of the facts you get to choose what version of the facts that will be we're not all actually liars in the sense that we mostly don't intentionally distort the truth and deliberately let false versions of it become our reality. But each one of us is a selector of the truth, our truth. So this week, be intentional about what you choose, savvy souls, and start feeling the shift towards a new world that you create. Love you guys. See you next time. Bye. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.